Cyril. What a beauty! Hey community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach podcast. My name is Patch. Black Dog is out with general soreness this week and taking his place is eh, potentially an upgrade depending on how you look at it. He's the host of the Mailbag Pod. He's Mr. Everything Everywhere. It is Damo himself from way out west. Damo, how are you, you beautiful soul? I'm good and I would hope it's an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, it is. I'm trying to soften the blow for when Lech listens back to this later, but there's there's no sugarcoating it. You are a rolled gold upgrade, and that is what we want at this time of year for any everything Supercoach, be it podcast or team-related. Um, you're, a, you're a rolled gold premium upgrade. How, how have you been? How are you tracking? You haven't, we haven't had you on the main pod for a little while. For those that don't get the time to listen later in the week to the mailbag, what's the vibe check? How are we feeling? I've kind of conceded that my team isn't going to be completed, so I've completed it as best I can. Um, I'm holding on to my butt and and riding the and riding it all the way home with two trades. Two trades, goodness me! How are we feeling about that uh, that development? Um, I've got cover on every line to a point, so I just need the selection gods to stay in my favor. Fingers crossed for you. Fingers well and truly crossed. And uh, would be remiss of me to mention um, Flag Mantle. Is it on? Is it happening? What did we call that pod the other week? The lid can slowly start coming off, but that fourth mm. quarter was dreadful. Look, it wasn't great, but uh, but gosh, it, it was. It, the rest of it, ooh, the rest of it was fun. I did like the first three quarters. They were, they were good quarters. They were very good quarters, just like Essendon's uh, couple of quarters. Uh, our last quarter was the, the good one. But uh, as, uh, as you said in the group chat, always great when Essendon actually plays football. Um, didn't have a bye this week. They beat Sydney, which puts us, uh, by my maths, four and, four and zip um, for the season, which remarkable record, really, considering everyone else has played 18 games. But, oh, well, we do what we can. Um. Demo, Demo, question for you. Question without notice. You got Bush? I, what? <laughs> you got Bush. I'm not talking about Kate Bush uh, in the, the fact that that song has come back. This segue didn't work. Um, we're talking about Manscaped. Um, taking control of your Bush. Important. These products, they've got, they're, they're so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new Bush-free yard. Fact, you'll have the best kept nutsack on the colder sack. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself using discount jock for 20% off all shipping at manscaped.com.au. Um, very important to keep all of that in order. Uh, it's brilliant, brilliant stuff that has been sent to us. Um, the performance package 4.0 got sent to us, including the lawnmower 4.0 and the electric trimmer 
Bush's worst nightmare. So use uh, head to manscaped.com, use code JOCK for 20% off, uh, and free shipping as well, which is very important if you're listening in our part of the world, because shipping, awful, awful cost. So go check that out. That's out of the way. What are you doing this week, Damo? What are we looking at from a Supercoach perspective? There aren't many injuries. There are no major suspensions. Um, what should our priorities be, or what should the priorities be of people that have trades? If you have trades, I am very jealous, and I may slide into your DMs asking if we can sort something out there. I don't think it works in the programming, but, you know, we'll we'll work something out. Yeah, we'll figure out a way. Just slide, slide a pineapple over. Um, Massimo D'Ambrosio had a really good game for Essendon oh, yeah. with his 83. Rising um, he star, is, baby. He is still a generally cheap price for those looking for a nice downgrade option and probably plays from here until the end of the season as long as he stays fit and plays his role. So he's really good for about a 50, 60 point each week, which is better than nothing. Very much so. Very much so. And keeps that money rolling through your team as well. Yeah, so if you've got, how many traders would you be sitting at in order to, you know, assuming you didn't bring him in last week, if you're dealing with the Ruck situation, dealing with a whole bunch of other things, would you be looking at, say, six trades to make that move, six trades plus? If you have more than five trades, I would definitely have a look at bringing in someone like that as a cash generator. Cash generation is not a huge... Um, worry at this time of the year on the run home. Most people are trying to maximize their point generation on the field. But if you do think that maybe you've got someone that could ping a hammy or, you know, get injured at some point and you do feel like you would like some cover for whatever reason, maybe Rory Laird finally misses with that shoulder that he's been don't say it missing don't say the training it. for the last three weeks, apparently for. If he um, misses, but- it's on you. If he misses, it's on me. But I think that um, he's good cover. I think that he's good cover at the very least. Probably not someone you can trust on field, but if you're still having to field rookies, then you could do a lot worse. Yes, certainly. Uh, Certainly. And there's not a huge amount coming through, which reasonably fortunate considering this is the, the time of year where those players' prices get ruined for next year. So you almost want to wrap them in cotton wool and just say, no, 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 away you go. Keep going in the VFL or the Sandfall or the Waffle. Wherever you are, um, please don't debut and uh, and mess that price up for next year. Um, so fingers crossed, we don't get too many more from here on out. But um, we had this. Lek and I had this discussion last week on the pod, and I want your thoughts on it. Um, we we very briefly mentioned it pre-show, but guys like Praddy Cripps, uh, Jordan Ridley, Jaden Short, kind of just flitting in and out of that you know eighty to to high nineties scoring range. Real annoying. Real frustrating. What do you reckon we do with them? Depends on your trade situation, really. If you've got more, if you've got enough trades, then you can probably do a one up, one down. There's some cheap guys out there. Um, we discussed that Stephen May is 379k, um, so he is a bargain considering what he could manage on the run home, um, the way that he plays. So you could th- theoretically use a Jaden Short and a Paddy Cripps to go down to Stephen May and then up to an to an Uber mid primo that's sto- that's scoring 110 plus every every single week or you could sort of ride it a little bit and hope that their form rides out but a lot of people are trying to really 
attack the rankings and get to the top on this run home because it's been a tough year up to this point and now people are sort of seeing it as clear air on the run home and they want to make these moves that are sort of risk versus reward and they want to see the reward by taking these these risks. Yeah, and um, so, you know, assuming hypothetical wonderful world where you had trades, would you be moving on uh, an underperforming mid or, or underperforming primo anywhere on the ground really to in order to move up? I want to so bad, but I don't have the trades. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those, you know, obviously... You know, if we're if you're looking at making those moves, you want to just go for for the best points, or the most points possible. Is there anyone that stands out towards the top of the field? You know, obviously, you know, people will have their own minds and they'll have a lot of these players. Is there someone you'd you'd really encourage people to target if they don't have them? If it's a, you reckon Callum Mills will bounce back, or like a, a Ben Keys as a pod, or a Jordan Dawson? Is there somebody that you really reckon uh, is is set to explode on the run home who you really like the look of? Someone who has appeared to get his mojo back and he had a massive score on the weekend against the Crows is Christian Petrarca. And he is only $526,000, almost $527,000 there. And he's really a really, really good price there. And Ben Keyes is also 530 k as well. There's only about $1,500 difference in their price. And they're both averaging 111 points. So they're really really good options to take you on the run home. And then you've got the likes of uh, Josh Kelly, who is 557K. And if you have enough money in the bank to pull this move off, Jordan Dawson is having an absolute blinder at the moment. He's averaged 139 over his last three and 125 over his last five. So he's someone that you could even stick in your midfield and he wouldn't look out of place the way he's scoring. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And speaking of Jordan Dawson and defenders generally, I said before there weren't many injuries to, to talk of and that's because I'm an idiot and a damn fool um, because there were two in the back line that were, were pretty big, especially as a lot of people bought in one of these players, potentially either of them, for Tom Stewart. And then Daniel Rich and uh, and Aaron Hall both did soft tissue injuries Um which you know you hate to see, especially from from Aaron Hall, who's had such a wretched run with them over over the journey. Nick Bloston will miss a week as well. If you're one of the ten thousand teams that have him, are there any replacements that that jump out at you aside from Dawson? We laughed at Leck for bringing this guy up probably about eight weeks ago now, but I actually really am warming to the Mark Blitzarves pick, especially with Tom Stewart out. Um, he he have he posted 118 on the weekend against North Melbourne, and is averaging 98 for the year, and he's pretty much been around that hundred average for the entire season. So he is someone who we could definitely look at at 514k. It's very cheap for what he can offer too. Uh, Dan Houston has had a down few weeks, but at 517k, he's another option that you could have a look at. And I still really like Adam Saad as a selection as well. I think I mentioned him on the mailbag. I I think he's someone who is probably taking that run away from Sam Doherty a little bit. But if you can afford 559k for Adam Saad, he is another one that you could have a really strong look at. Going at 114 over his 114 and a half over his last five is a, is a record that you can't really sniff at 
Um, he's been very, very good and remarkably very consistent, which he isn't often uh, regarded as. Um, so props to him um, on that front. I've, I've spoken about him a lot. Uh, 113 over his last five, 117 over his last three. Damo, is Mason Redmond legit? Certainly looking that way, I'm... I'm still not sure if I trust him because Ben Rutten is Ben Rutten. Um, But I guess he's an option at 547,000. Just quickly before we move on from this, if you want a a player in that, who's pretty much going to score you that 85 to 95 every single week, Jordan Clark has been remarkably consistent. Mm, I like this call. I really like this call. He's he's got a his standard deviation is really really low over his last six to ten weeks. He's only got one uh, three scores below eighty for the year with his la with um. And he's averaging, I've lost it just now. He's averaging 99 over his last three and 92 over his last five. So he's someone who you could pick up at 464K and he gives you that defensive mid swing as well. Yeah, no, I, I don't dislike that call at all. Um, if you, I reckon, and then one last one before we move on from the back line. Um, with Aaron Hall going down, I'm really intrigued. By, uh, depending on how severe the injury is, if it, if it rules him out for the rest of the season, um, I wouldn't mind a piece of Luke McDonald at 417k uh, when uh, when Hall went out the first time this year, uh, injured in round five. Round six onwards, uh, McDonald went 102, 98, 91, 63, 127, 132, 90, and then I'm assuming he was injured with a 24 just before the bye, um, and then with 104 on the weekend after Hall was subbed out minutes into the game. Um, I think there's a, a huge amount of value there um, if he gets that plum halfback position for the Kangas. And Lord knows it's been back there enough for that poor side. Yeah, we don't need to talk about how North Melbourne's going. I think people are well aware of that. Um, I would also have a look at Callan Dawson, their mid-season draft pick, to potentially debut um, with this Ben Mackay, Harry Mackay, whoever he is, experiment forward. Yep. Um, I think that um, that'll tie off the back line. Um, is there, you know, we'd, we've obviously got hopefully some reinforcements with Tim English expected to be back. Zach Butters maybe, hopefully back this week. Um, but if somebody's looking up forward to fill a last spot, um, have you got anybody on the horizon there who you, you like the look of on a run home? Geelong's run home is really, really attractive. Um, Jeremy Cameron would be the top option mm-hmm. in my eyes. If you can't afford him, then Tom Hawkins is almost $100,000 cheaper. Yep. And uh, Hawkins, after I gave him a, a bit of a grilling a few weeks ago, came out, kicked the five against North, 129. And, uh, you know, very, very uh, cruisy run home. The last four in finals, particularly um, being Western Bulldogs, have given up a lot of points to key forwards, then St Kilda. Um, Gold Coast and West Coast. If the wrong St Kilda turns up, he could be in for a, a huge day. Um, and West Coast as well, uh, very depleted 
in their key defensive stocks. So that's three very nice games potentially in that uh, that run home. And Gold Coast being the fourth one there, the, the Cats are sitting pretty. Yeah, definitely. Um, another person that you could definitely have a look at as well is a player that me and you are both big fans of, and that's Dylan Moore. Oh, yeah, I was about to bring him up. Averaging 92 for the year, 98 over his last three He's another one who probably you could probably bank on a score in that 80 to 95 range. And sometimes that is good enough for an F6 on the run home if it's all you can afford. Yeah. Um, But if you can afford Dylan Moore, if you've got an extra 9K, I think it is, uh, not a lot, 468K. Mitch Duncan, 121 on the weekend. And we've just spoken about Geelong's run home, um, you know, that's a, a potentially, you know, he's not, not had the greatest year, been very up and down, but if he can maintain the rage and get a bit of fitness under the belt. Um, no, I say that like he hasn't played every game since round two. Um, do, do you reckon Duncan's potentially a shout? He's, he's beaten up on a few sides this year and, and pumped out the, the three tons. Do you see him, you know, now he's off the back of a 117, a 90, 75, 121, building a bit more consistency in the back of the year, or is he, he not an option? He's an old man. Um, I think that his soft tissue injuries are something to worry about, especially on the run home. And we've seen people jump onto Aaron Hall and get burned by that. I think you need to go for for someone who is a lot more durable. And I know you've said that he's not missed a game since round two, but I'm still worried about his durability and the fact that he could potentially have limited game time, especially in a, in one of these um, games in the in the run home. Yeah, that's fair. That is very fair. Um, Timmy Taranto um, has missed, you know, not been as durable as, as Duncan this year, missed a, a chunk of games, but had a, a 56 and a low time on ground effort against Collingwood in his first game back last week. Uh, 111 on the weekend in the mud against Hawthorne at $429,000 dues in 10% of sides, but probably not a lot of those sides are, are still active and still making trades. Do you think Taranto is a chance on the run home to sneak into a few sides and to, to average, you know, north of, of 100, which is, you know, what I had him pegged for at the start of the year. As a player, I really liked him, Taranto. I think he's someone who can find the ball and can use it pretty well, and that usually goes pretty well to getting a good supercoach score. My biggest issue is that he plays for the Giants, and that Mark McVeigh is experimenting a lot with what these players can do. And I think he may have instructions from the list management team to see how versatile his players are, because we're seeing lots of players play in positions that we haven't previously seen them in. We've seen James Peatling play forward. We've we've seen Harry Himmelberg move back. We've seen Nick Haynes play at full forward. We've seen all these different moves and, I know Tim Taranto is a midfielder and he does his best work in the midfield, but that doesn't mean that he's going to play there every single game on the run home. And that means we could see some poor scores on the run home, but it might also mean we could see some massive scores as well. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Um, and Jacob Hopper played his first VFL game on the weekend as well. Um, Let me throw a name at you. Yep. Isaac Rankin. Mm. 460k. Ooh. Since that three against Collingwood in round seven, where I believe he went off injured, and I would hope he went off injured with a score like three, 
He's gone 94, 93, 89, 88, 102, 101, 95, and 110. We are seeing why this guy is so sought after by the South Australian teams. Oh, yeah. No, he's a, he's an absolute class act and a talent, and there's no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form. I don't know if I can trust a, a small forward to do it for the, for the last six weeks in Supercoach. I, I don't know. You know, you'd think he maintains the rage, but um, you know, there's every chance that Gold Coast have a poor game. He drops a 40, and you know, as we approach you know league finals and the, the back end of the year, that's really the last thing you want. So I, I'm a bit worried there. If you if you reckon you can go for it, then you know, back yourself in. But I I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't condone that in any sort of conventional capacity as a uh, as a play. Um, we'll very quickly go through the rookies um, and then look to wrap it up, I think. Um, James Tunstall would be the one on the bubble most people are looking at. 117K, scored 73 on the weekend as a midfielder. Um, do you reckon he's uh, he's worth a shout if you need to downgrade? Yeah, definitely. If it frees up enough cash, he seems to have a fairly good role at Brisbane and with Daniel Rich possibly missing a couple of weeks, he's got a, a couple of weeks of cash generation, you would assume. Yep. Um, we've mentioned D'Ambrosio as an option. Um, Callum Brown uh, kind of fits into the same option for the Giants. Had a really good game on the weekend, trotting out the ton. Um, and Patrick Parnell as well is still affordable at 171k, but not scoring incredibly well. Um, there are a few debuts on the weekend as well, which uh, which is a bit interesting. Sorry, Callum Brown has played his first game for the year on the weekend. My bad. Um, he's just the elevated price point of 180k which threw me. Jace Burgoyne played on the weekend at Jackson Archer, um, still only played the one game as well, was injured on the weekend. Do uh, and Huego Puea, I believe the pronunciation is, um, scored the 49 on debut as a mid-forward as well. Do any of them really uh, spark your interest? Probably not until they've played their second game. Someone that people could look at if they're looking for a downgrade in defence and and picking up D'Ambrosio doesn't free up enough cash. James Blank played his second game for Hawthorne as well. He's 102K, picked up in the mid-season draft. He's highly rated by Hawthorne, and you would assume from here he plays a lot of the games on the run home, especially considering that they probably won't be playing finals and need to really sort of find things out about their list for next season. Yep, absolutely. And then to wrap things up, didn't do it at the top. I completely forgot. Good thing and a bad thing, Damo. Uh, far away. What do you want to start with? Um, I really liked that I backed in Clayton Oliver despite no Jackson or Gorn, um, who are probably going to return this week. So that's good for the people who have held on to them. Um, so yeah, I managed to to enjoy a 176 captain score this week, which was Awesome, nah. and quick shout-out to Andrew Brayshaw, who scored 134 as well. I will always be happy when I see him score well. Absolutely. It was a, an incredible effort from him um, to get back into the good books in the in the scoring sense. He'd been playing good footy. It hadn't quite been matching up with the points. Um, my good thing uh, of the week, Danny Rioli. I'd, uh, I'd held him. I'd had more pressing issues. I'd run out of trades, um, but he repaid the faith this weekend with a 127 um, which was uh, quite a good game from all accounts. From him running goal, um, good stuff. Well done, Daniel Rioli. Was there a bad thing for you this weekend, Damo? Yes. 
I thought he had a really good game. So watching him was awesome. But the score that came out the other side was not good. And it was Hayden Young. I brought in Hayden Young because he hadn't had many scores under 85. In fact, only two for the year before I brought him in. Finished up with his lowest score of the season. Ooh, that hurts. A 58. I thought he played better than a 58, so I was surprised that he only finished on that. But I've got to eat that now. And he's someone who I still think can average that 95 to 100 on the run home, especially considering the way that Luke Ryan is tied down in a key defensive post. Yeah, no, agreed. I think he'll certainly the next couple of years will be a very, very good prospect. Um, you know, you'd hope that'd pick up towards the end of this year, but we'll see. Um, general, you know, extending the backline theme, my whole backline, just going to put it on blast this week. Uh, Sam Doherty, George Hewitt, Jack Crisp, Jaden Short, Jordan Ridley, the high score of 87 between the five of them. Nick Dacos scored nearly double what all of them did on their own. And Jacob Weir on my bench outscored the lot of them. So guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get it together. And quick, and quick yep. shout out to um, Isaac Heaney. I said I was never going to own him again, but to finish my team, he found his way into my final on-field forward position and he greeted me with a 67. With open arms, just like old times, Damo. Anyway, that will do us for the week, community. Uh, I have to scoot. Uh, look after yourselves. Happy trading, Damo. It has been a goddamn pleasure, my friend. It's been no worries. It's been nice to be back on the podcast. Um, hopefully next time I'm on, Leck is also here because uh, we want him to be here and well. Um, just a reminder to people, get your questions in for the Jock Mailbag. Leck Dog should be on that podcast. We've got him and Clarkie will also return as well. Catch you later, community.